I want to take us back to Jesus' words at the end of that passage we just heard from John. Did I not tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? Let me do the Carly Revised Standard Version of that. If we believe in God, we will see God's glory. The awful and the good part of the past 21 months of pandemic is the number of times that we have seen God's glory. And some of those times we believed, some we just saw by grace, and some we didn't see at all. They just flew right past us. It is important and appropriate to talk about God's glory when we talk about miracles. It makes sense that Jesus talked about God's glory as he was about to call Lazarus out of the tomb. It makes sense to talk about God's glory when we talk about saints. Because so often when we talk about saints, we're talking about people who have seen God's glory. And when we look at their lives, we can see God's glory in them. We know what that looks like. Suddenly we have actions to put to those words. St. Francis giving away everything in the way he loved animals. People said that he could speak to creation and creation would speak right back to him. Clearly, that was God's glory. Harriet Tubman waking up one day hearing run and running as fast as she could to get out of slavery and then running back into it to save people. We can see God's glory in her. And I want to encourage us to look actively for God's glory and all the saints that surround us and in each other. Take a minute and look to the left. No, seriously, turn your head to the left. Whoever you see over there is a saint. Take a minute and turn to the right. Whoever you see over there is a saint. And if you look behind you, you will see saints. And that head sitting in front of you, that too is a saint. And we typically don't think of ourselves that way. We think of those giants of the faith as saints. We think of someone who's especially faithful as saints. And yet every single one of us is either already acting as a saint or has the potential to be a saint. I find myself in this particular time that we're leaving in, living in, unable to read people who talk about theology who haven't gone through some stuff. Because we're going through some stuff right now, and I can't see where the end is in sight, that we've got more stuff coming in front of us. 21 months and who knows how many more months and years in front of us. 
The one I've been reading lately is C.S. Lewis, and not just because he's an Anglican, but I will admit that that sent me in that direction, and not just because he's a professor, though I will admit I wanted somebody who had orderly thinking, and not just because I love other pieces of his writings, but because he was writing in the midst of World War II. I wanted to know what he was saying then. And the, one of the things that he said that has so struck me and has just kind of turned me around, and I keep sharing it everywhere I go, that is, we have not met any ordinary people. Our tendency to say, is to say, ordinary people make this happen. And he would say to us, God didn't create any ordinary people. God didn't create mere mortals. When God called sun, moon, stars, cattle, fish, land, water, when God called all those things into being, God looked at every single one of them and said, this is good. But when God created humankind, God said, this is very good. When you turn to the left and you turn to the right and you look behind you and in front of you, and when you look in the mirror, you see someone that God created as very good. And when we start with very good, Lewis would say, we recognize the potential that everyone has to be that thing God has created them to be that brings splendor into the world. We also have the potential to not be what God has created us to be, be, be and bring horror into the world that either of those ends can happen. I don't know about you, but I feel like I could testify to that because in pandemic, people were either their very best or their very worst. There seemed to be no middle ground. That's the way things worked. Lewis would say that part of our role as God's beloved is to help each other live into the goodness and into the greatness that God wants us to live into, that each of us, in other words, helps the other to be a saint. And I think we need that help so that we can live into the miraculous, because that's what Jesus is pointing us to, to the miraculous to believe so that we can see God's glory. And it's helpful in this story to recognize that the miraculous is messy. Our tendency is to think that when the miracle comes, all is fabulous, all the bad things have gone away, only the good is in front of us. And what we see are Lazarus' sisters running to Jesus? Martha went first. It's not in this passage. She goes first. She meets him in the road. She finds out he's on the way before he even gets to the town. She's out there in the road with him saying, if you had been here, my brother would have lived. This part of the passage says that Mary knelt at his feet and said, if you had been here, and we can hear the sadness, the grief in her cry, and the anger in Martha's. And so much of that is what we see when the miraculous happens. 
that Jesus then calls Lazarus out, out of that tomb. And when he calls him out and he walks out, and here is the biggest miracle of all, coming from death into life, it's still messy. He's bound up, still wearing the funeral garb that his body had been dressed in. The stench is still in the room and on him. The miracle has happened, and yet there is still work to do. I imagine he's pretty confused. And as happy as everyone is around him, how do we organize our lives now? This is the way the miraculous works, and this is what happens in the lives of saints. We call people out, out of whatever the tomb it is whether the tomb is their loneliness or their grief or their addiction, or the tomb is the relationships that are broken, the tomb is some part of their life that is not working or that they don't have the ability to fix on our own. We are saints when we call them out and we remain saints when we walk with them through those messy parts. Here's the other thing about this, the way that I think Jesus and Lewis come together as we think about saints and the miraculous. That there are going to be times where we, like Mary and Martha, stand before God and say, where are you in this? Where are you? Show up for me. There are some times when that is going to be our role, and then we have to listen and look for God calling us out of the tomb and take that first step, even in the midst of our messiness. And I think even more often, though, God is inviting us to be the ones that calls someone else out of the tomb. I kept thinking all day about a, a good way to illustrate this for you, a good example, a good modern example. And I could think of none better than your rector, Brenda Husson, who is now going, she's not supposed to be talking about me. But here I am talking about her. And not just because it's her 25th anniversary in this place, but because I have experienced what it was like to be called out by that saint sitting right there. It wasn't just getting to work with and see a, a woman leader of a church, which is something I had never experienced. And I learned quite a lot by that. It's been the years since, the years since I have left St. James, where Brenda again and again and again calls me out of the tomb of my own limited vision for myself, for my ministry, and for God's world. It wasn't that she said flat out, dream bigger dreams. What she kept doing was inviting me 
into relationship with people who lived a bigger ministry. She kept lifting the bar, and I would look at it after a while and go, hey, do you think I could do that? And she goes, uh, yeah, I think you could do that. She kept raising that bar so far, and for me, probably the most powerful thing about it was I stopped trying to fit into a smaller framework. And I started living into the fullness of who I am and the size that I needed to do what God has called me to do. She called me out of that tomb, and it did not happen overnight. Years, a dozen years, of taking the next step of walking with of picking up the phone and checking in, of always being available when I needed to talk to somebody, of responding and inviting. This is what being a saint looks like. It's the classic way that Lewis is talking about, that when we look at each other and we see the potential for God's goodness in each other, and we help each other live in fully into that potential, whoever it may be, then we are a saint. We have experienced the miraculous. We have seen God's glory. This is how God changes the world. And yes, God is still going to call us out of the tomb. And yes, we are still going to experience those miraculous gifts from God. And as importantly, every single one of us, formed by God, created by God for something special and spectacular in this life, every single one of us, is called to believe and to see God's glory. Amen.